1: Hi everyone! Welcome to Living Well with Janet, where we explore different health and wellness topics to enrich our ever-evolving personal practices. I'm your host, Janet. A hot topic in wellness is meditation. There are entire companies and products created around its practice. Tons of YouTube videos, Spotify playlists, and even physical studios dedicated to it. Endless books and articles and health and medical professionals tout its benefits. And sure, there are a bunch of scientifically proven physical benefits like a lowered resting heart rate and resting blood pressure, improved sleep quality, as well as emotional benefits like reduced negative emotions, increased imagination, creativity, patience and tolerance, and greater ability to manage your stress. But of all these things, if I had to distill why I meditate down to one statement, it would be this. Between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. This is a quote by Victor E. Frankel, who is an amazing psychiatrist and neurologist, holocaust survivor, and author of a book called Man's Search for Meaning. I meditate because among all of the numerous and endless benefits, it helps me find the space in my life so that I'm more able to choose how I react and therefore how I feel and how I experience life. Now you might be thinking, okay that's great for you, meditation works for you, but would it really work for me? Can it work for me? Or is meditation kind of just like overrated? I mean I think we all know how I would answer that question, but I want you to know that it wasn't always this way, and that my relationship with meditation has not always been a clear and smooth one. Now this episode is not about trying to convince anyone to meditate if you aren't already somewhat interested. I think most people I've spoken to don't really need to be sold on the benefits of meditation or even trying meditation. But the most common responses that I hear when it comes to meditation are one, uh, how do you meditate? Like, literally, what is going on when you have your eyes closed? How do you clear your mind and stop having thoughts? I don't get what you're supposed to be doing. And two, Say you've tried it, like, okay, I've sat through some guided meditations, I've downloaded Headspace or Calm, I've done it a couple of times, I get it, I know how to meditate, but it's really hard to keep up regularly. What's the best way to develop a practice or a ritual? I'm going to answer this first one for you very simply. Well, I hope simply. I'm going to try to do it simply. You might hear meditation broken down in many different ways, but essentially all meditation is, is putting your focus... On something whether that something is a mantra your breathing a visualization exercise and the moment that you realize that you're not focusing on it anymore and that you're thinking about something else to return to that focus that's it that's the silver bullet in that one sentence I taught you how to meditate that's all you have to do the hard part is doing it over and over and over again the heart of meditation is coming back to your focus Whether it's breath, mantra, or your guided journey, whenever thoughts happen, that constant coming back, that awareness and ability to guide your focus back to something is what meditation trains. And that skill is the ability to choose what you focus on so that you become more aware when you're having hurtful or negative thoughts and you can pause and instead choose to focus on thoughts and perspectives that benefit you. Now in terms of the second hang-up, how to develop a habit, this one is not so easy to answer because you're trying to change your behavior. Behavior change is always pretty complicated and can be very nuanced and different for every person. In order to get into this, I want to kind of share with you my personal journey with meditation. When I was a kid, I had a tendency to overthink. My dad often referred to this as the monkey mind, which is a Buddhist term for a mind that is unsettled, restless, whimsical, and indecisive. When I was younger, it wasn't much of a problem. In fact, it meant that I had a particularly active imagination. And also, a lot of this like jumpy anxiousness made me be really prepared. I was constantly thinking about the future, thinking about classes, thinking about schoolwork, and doing things to try to be prepared ahead of time. But years later, As academics became more intense, social obligations increased, societal pressures became greater, I started working, this monkey mind started translating into anxiety, translating into depression, translating into periods of burnout. There were multiple periods in my life where I tried meditation and it just didn't stick. The first time was in 2011. The year prior, I had quit a very stable job and I had spent about a year after that, trying to get into the social entrepreneurship industry. I had landed a full-time job at a social tech startup, but after months and months, maybe about close to a year of grinding, it didn't work out. And I had at that point felt like such a total failure, but had just mustered enough determination to redirect my attention, make a decision that I was going to go into advertising instead. To do that, I was going to sign up for this boot camp, and the very next session was in Miami, so I was going to Miami, and I was going to move to New York. But in the meantime, I was living with my parents again for a month. Now, it might sound like I had a plan and that I was on my way to just another adventure, but my mindset was so distraught. I had felt like such a failure for quitting a job and trying something new and it not working out. I also couldn't get it out of my head that I had moved back in with my parents, even though I had the plan to leave. Didn't change the fact that I was still there living with them while all of my friends were out in their jobs, living in their apartments or in their graduate programs. I'd also cut my hair super short. You know, (laughs) I was going through it, trying to figure out who this new person and identity was, who I really am. I was restless. I was anxious. I was super stressed. And at the time, I had a friend who for a while had been struggling with some pretty intense anxiety. In fact, he had to take a health leave from work because of it. And he told me that he attended this meditation training session that his dad told him about and started practicing meditation twice daily and was finding that it was actually working really well for him. And he said, hey, you know what? This program that I did, they're actually doing another session in Orange County this week. You should go. And I still remember looking at the event page on the website and feeling kind of like uh i don't know is this for me i don't know maybe i'll go maybe i won't the day for the event came and in my depressive kind of anxious state i got myself into my car and i drove to the event center it was this like massive convention center i think it might have been in anaheim and of course in my scatterbrained state i was running a bit late And, you know, coming in, huffing and puffing to the registration table. And the woman who was checking people in stopped and asked me a very simple statement. She said, are you ready to commit to this practice? And I was like out of breath looking past her. And I saw this room filled with hundreds of people looking like they were on this journey to peace. And, you know, in my still anxious brain, I was like fumbling and saying, "Mm, I don't know. I kind of just want to like try this out. And she said in the kindest way possible, I'm sorry, ma'am, we only accept attendees who are ready to be open and commit. And I paused, not feeling fully confident, but looking at all those people in that room and feeling like, man, I got myself out of bed today and I drove all this way. I want to see what this is about. So I said, yes. Yes, I did get through that three-day course and I even started practicing meditation a little bit, but ultimately... It didn't stick, you know, and now I know in hindsight that that moment when she asked me if I was ready to commit and my gut reaction was a pause and not an immediate yes, that moment of hesitation is telling me that I'm not ready to start something like this, to start a habit change. And even though that that experience still exposed me to meditation and I was able to learn about it for the first time and kind of see it practice... I wanna share this story because I want people to know that if you're not in a good place, it is okay to pause and come back to something when you're feeling more together. You might think that when you're in a really stressed out or depressive state, that that's the best time to go and seek a wellness routine, but developing a new habit takes a certain level of will and mental clarity, and you may just not be ready for that, and that's okay. You can come back to it. So now we move on to attempt number two. It's 2014, I had quit my advertising job, and I had enrolled in Chinese medicine school. I was determined to not only lean into health and wellness for myself, but also so that I could help others. And it was during this time that I thought I should really try to implement a daily meditation practice. By now, in 2014, there were a bunch of different apps out there, and I had also read different articles. and. I thought, you know what, I don't need another like session or whatever. I'm just going to try to meditate myself once a day, every morning for about 10 minutes. And while I was in Chinese medicine school, I also signed up for a meditation class. And this is where I was introduced to the concept of meditating out in nature. As a class, we went on a hike together. And in the middle of the hike, our professor had us sit down in nature, among the trees, on some rocks, hearing the stream passing by and he led us through a meditation session. And I distinctly remember that the sounds of nature, the smells of nature, the feeling of having things around me happening was incredibly effective in training me to focus on the present. And I felt really grounded. And I wanna share this because I think it's a tip for anyone who maybe has tried meditating a couple of times and is hitting a wall. Try shifting up your space. And in fact, try going outside Because when you're in nature, and you hear sounds, and you smell the smells, and you can feel the breeze on your skin, it can really make it easier for you to focus your attention than, say, if you're sitting inside a very clean and quiet and sterile room where it's really easy for your mind to wander. So, developing a meditation practice doesn't mean that you have to do it the same every single time. You can mix it up. Do it inside sometimes in the room, do it outside other times. But anyway, it was during this time that I was getting back into meditation and, you know, adding this new layer of being able to meditate outside. But if you know my story, you know that eventually I dropped out of Chinese medicine school after only a semester. And unfortunately, with that dropout, my meditation practice dropped with it. Now, attempt number three it was around 2019, and I had been going to therapy regularly for a couple of months. Having made great strides in a career I was finally happy in, which was UX design, and making great advancements at this job, at a wonderful like medium-sized technology, not quite startup anymore, but still new enough to be working on exciting things, I had started consistent therapy in hopes of getting to the root of certain habits and tendencies to get to know myself better so that I could improve myself. This therapist had identified that, you know, I had a tendency to overthink, maybe to be anxious and to enter depressive moods. So she had suggested meditation, but I was kind of like, nah, I've tried that before. It didn't really work for me. Not really into that. So she's like, okay, why don't you try yoga? So she successfully got me to start a regular yoga practice. After getting into yoga, she made another attempt and was like, this is great. This is helping you why don't we try meditation? Just add on to that. Or you can, you know, once in a while you can replace yoga with meditation. Finally, I don't remember what the reason was, but I was like, you know, I must have been feeling like yoga was helping, but probably there was still room for improvement. And for whatever reason, she had successfully implanted that that prompt in my head and I started thinking about the last time when I had just used an app and done it by myself that I was able to get into it, but it wasn't sustainable. So this time I thought, I think I need another class or community or someone to hold me accountable. And I went online and I looked up a couple of options in Los Angeles and I eventually found a center that teaches Transcendental Meditation. And so I signed up and I went into their training sessions. It was over the course of three days, only for a couple of hours each day learned their technique, and did it among a pretty small group of 10 to 15 people. This was around the end of 2019, beginning of 2020. So this time, me starting the meditation practice coincided with COVID happening, the Asian hate crimes that followed, and also my career transition into doing ABG full-time. During this period, I found that meditation, among other things, really, really helped me Help myself through these crazy times. And since that time, I have maintained my twice daily practice of 20 minutes of meditation for the past about three and a half years. Have I missed days? Yes. Have I had shorter sessions? Yes. Have I had miserable sessions that felt like I couldn't stop thinking about random things the entire time? Yes. Have I cried in both grief and cathartic relief during sessions? Yes. Have I had beautifully Peace-inducing sessions that left me floating on a cloud? Yes. Have I had sessions where I seemed to just zone out and suddenly 20 minutes was up? Yes. All that and more to say that learning to find space in our lives, learning what works for us to remain consistent, takes time. It takes a lot of tries. It takes starting and stopping, starting again and maybe stopping again. And even when we find it or get it, it's not going to be perfect. So what was different for me about this third attempt that made it stick as a habit? Well, I think a big reason was the fact that it was my third time. It wasn't like I tried meditation once and it was the perfect launching off point. And from that point on, I had a constant habit and practice. It was trying and stopping and trying and stopping and taking a few times before it worked. The second reason why I think this third attempt worked for me is because I was more successful at forming a habit. When it comes to forming any habit, I think that getting started is the hardest part. So when it comes to developing a meditation practice, focusing on frequency is more important in my opinion than duration or even quality. Getting yourself to sit or lay in the position of meditation every single day, whether that's for a minute or 30 minutes, is more important than being able to meditate for an hour. In addition, I found habit stacking really helpful. Think about something that you've already developed as a habit that doesn't even take any effort anymore, like brushing your teeth in the morning, maybe taking a vitamin, maybe it's taking your morning poop, whatever it is, and insert the habit of meditating before or after it. For example, I know that in the morning when I wake up, I often have to pee. So right after I pee, I go back to my bed, I sit up, I prop up my pillow against the headboard, I sit back and I start my timer and I meditate. It's just become a habit now and I don't even think about it. Another reason why I feel like this last attempt to get down a meditation habit worked is because I did it in a community instead of trying to do it alone. I find that whenever you're trying to do anything, having a group of other people around to support you and do it together always makes it easier. And I've maintained this practice for three and a half years because I have sought multiple communities to hold me accountable. I started with that three-day training session with Transcendental Meditation but about a year later, I also signed up for a One Giant Mind teacher training session. That lasted for a couple of weeks. And after that, the year after, I found a meditation studio in Santa Monica called Unplug Meditation and also did their teacher training. So I have found that when you have other people who share the interest and who make time for it, it's incredibly helpful to maintain your practice for yourself. So I don't know, I'm curious if I have any listeners out there who also are meditating or want to get into meditation, maybe we should start a group of our own. Should I do that? Would you join? Thanks for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed listening to my personal journey with meditation and how it helped me find space in my life. If you've been meaning to start or restart your meditation practice, I hope this can be a nice little bump or encouragement to give it a go. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a meditating emoji in the comments of our IG post. And if you feel so inspired, share with me where you are in your meditation journey. Once again, this is your host, Janet. I can also be found on Asian Boss Girl, the podcast for the modern day Asian American woman with my good friends, Helen and Mel, who are also hosting their own shows, which you can catch on the same feed, new episodes every Tuesday. You can follow ABG on Instagram at Asian Boss Girl and me, Janet, at Janet W. That's Janet, the word double and the letter U.